Ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome back to the Pod Squad. I'm Rob and it's great to have you with us. We at Pod Squad HQ wanted to take a deeper look into the issue of the experience of blind and visually impaired people in university. It became apparent over our weekly Zoom meetings that we had very diverse and different experiences from the ideal to the downright terrible. So we thought it might be worthwhile to compare notes. It's certainly not our intention to directly criticise any particular institution. More than that, to talk about what constitutes good practice and discuss some of the problems, pitfalls and other issues that might arise. So earlier this week, four of us got together to give the topic a good going over on Zoom. We'll be editing our conversation down into a sort of two-part special and we'll be releasing it over two episodes of the Pod Squad during this week. So let's crack straight on with part one. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pod Squad. Uh, so if we just go around, uh, just say, you know, kind of who you are, uh, where you went to uni and uh, what course you studied. Uh, Emily, should we start with you? Yeah. So I'm Emily. I live in Newbridge. I studied in an arts university in Cardiff and I studied popular music technology. Awesome. Uh, Kyla? Hi guys, my name is Kyla and I went to university in Bath and the course I studied uh, was a BA Honours Drama Studies course. Excellent. Uh, Then we have myself, Megan. Uh, I went uh, to university in the south of England and I studied creative events management. And finally, last but not least, we have Rob. Hi, I'm uh, Rob. I'm from North Wales and I went to university in Leeds and I studied performance art. So is there um, a particular reason uh, that you guys chose to go to the university that you went to? Um, So, for example, for me, going to my university, I chose it because it was the only university in the UK that provided that course. So it was a pretty simple choice. But how about you guys? So, okay, so the reason why I chose my university is because I, out of all the subjects that I ever studied in school, um, I was more towards the arts and creativity side of things. And that's what our university really specialised in. And it was the only one that I could find that seemed like the right sort of path to go down at the time. Fabulous. The university I went to... um, I didn't initially think that it was the university I was going to go to. I I applied for uh, my drama degree on uh, two other universities, um, including the one that I went to. Um, But actually, in the end, what I found is that when I went to an audition um, at this particular university, I just found it was a lovely, welcoming, warm environment and all the students were really really nice and um but yeah I chose my course because at the time I wanted to become a drama teacher so I thought this was the route I was going to take. Excellent Kai how about you Rob? Well I um went through the application process uh quite naively looking back it was I was 18 headstrong and I'd made up my mind that I was going to go where some of my friends were, where I knew where I knew there was a good nightlife, um, <clears throat> and obviously if they if they catered to what 
course I wanted to do, then that was an added bonus. <clears throat> so it, it really was a, a quite a simple process. I chose the city. I applied to, well, sort of three different courses within the same university and then a couple of others. So it was, it was, it just goes to show really that the, the application process is almost just as important as, as your actual studies because you need to choose the right university. And, and I, you know, looking back, could have certainly done it differently. How did you guys find the application um, for applying to your university? You know, did you find it easy enough or was it complicated? I found the forms very accessible, but if there were any glitches, um, I was in the college before I, tr- I transitioned to the university and the support workers there were amazing. So if you had any any issues with filling anything in, they would help you click on the right spot and help you to fill it in. I, I'm very similar to Emily um, because at the college that I was at, at the time, um, support from my transitions officer and he um, he helped me a- apply through UCAS for the different universities um, so I was quite lucky there um, and he also helped me apply for student finance so then you know that you know so then they could pay for the tuition fees and so then I can get the grants and loans that I was entitled to as a university student. Obviously I did the same I was in a transitions class whatever you want to call it um, and I think outside if I hadn't done it in college I think I would have found it a bit complicated because there's so many things to take into consideration you know you're applying for your course but at the same time you're applying for your student finance at the same time you're trying to you know do your DSA your, your disabled student allowance yeah etc so, so there's quite a lot to sort of take on board so it was good to have another person to not check on you but you know what I mean just to um give you that confidence go yeah no you're doing well keep going sort of thumbs up i went straight from uh sixth form in a mainstream school to university so i remember applying sort of as i was doing my a levels and such and i remember it being pretty much accessible the forms ucas and so on but just a pain in the bum to be honest with you um Everything was quite complicated. <clears throat> Took a long time to get that all sorted. Um, I remember really, really long forms that my parents had to fill out and all this sort of stuff based on their earnings and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I just remember it being, you know, not necessarily inaccessible, just a, uh, you know, just a really long process. Yeah, I think that's the main thing that I found was definitely the length, um, the length of it. So I can't even remember uh, remember how long it took me to uh, apply probably took quite a few weeks because um, also you had to make sure you had all the right information before you could kind of go on to the next step as well oh it was it was killer um, but how did you guys find um, like for example the DSA because I know that in itself is quite um, a bit of a stressful time for some students you know Absolutely. making sure you've <clears throat> yeah make sure you've thought of everything and uh, for example like myself um I'd never con- uh, I had never considered going to university before this transitions lesson at my college um I don't have any immediate family that went you know had, had been to university either so I didn't really know what to say that I wanted so I had to go around a lot of people asking for advice etc so how did you guys find the process of your DSA 
Very much the same. I mean, I, I <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I went to uni because it was the thing to do. You know, it was, there was no sort of thought about that. And, and I hadn't really considered all the things that, that would arise. And I remember DSA being, uh, yeah, I remember applying and I remember <clears throat> talking to my friend who had, who had been to university and, and him saying, you know, even if you just think you might need something, apply for it, you know, it's quite important and so I did but (laughs) what happened then was the fact that the actual university took so long to process it and I had to have a meeting with a accessibility specialist or whatever she wanted to call herself and I'd already started my course by the time I had this initial meeting um and then had to wait for funding and so on and actually by the time they, I got a letter saying that they'd approved the funding in the, I think it was the December or January after I'd started my course, um, by which point I decided that I was leaving anyway. So it was, it was, it was not a good experience because I was chasing them, and you know you just couldn't get any any anything from them. It was just you're still we're in the process we're doing all we can blah 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 but it just took so long and as i say it was four months too late um do you mind if i ask rob um you know when did you first start applying for dsa did you leave it a bit late is that the reason or did you you know start at a decent time and it was just them taking their you know no, I, 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 I'm, I'm finding it difficult to remember if i'm completely honest with you um, okay fair so much happened. I mean, I was I was having a kidney transplant around the same time, and not good and so there, there was there was sort of a lot of juggling happening. So I don't know. I may have been slightly late, but I know it was certainly in place before I went. I well, I'd done everything I I I could do, so to speak. Um, but then they, yeah, as I say, they told me I had to have this meeting, etc., etc. And all yeah. oh, right, I see. Um, Emily, Kyla, how about you guys? I had quite a good experience. You know, I had a lot of, you know, support filling in the forms, you know. Um, Things did run slightly late um, in my final year of university um, with with the funding and giving me the rest, giving me my equipment Um, a little late through the course, but not too bad, not like months or anything. I would say just a couple of weeks late. Um, But but everyone was really helpful when I was applying. Um, I can't remember exactly what the application process of the forms were now, whether it was online or or a paper format for me. Um, but it was quite a smooth process for me. Awesome. How about you, Kyla? I can't remember when I applied for my DSA. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was shortly after I, my, my student finance was approved. Um, and I... Think, I think I applied for it for myself and I think it was I think it was a straightforward experience I kind of knew what I needed because of the college that I went to you know previously you know I was using all of the specialist equipment like um, jaws and you know and a keyboard and you know and, and software like that so I kind of had an idea in my head on like what I knew that I definitely needed um, when applying for my my DSA um, so that made things a bit easier um, I mean I I had to also get like a letter from 
um my my doctors to say like what what I needed as well as like proof like to put in the application because I I had to I had to like you know send a letter to request this information from my doctors and then I had to pay for it to get the letter sent out on you know on them saying what I needed and, and stuff so that was stressful but actually when it came to the assessment when I had my assessment um, and I said what I wanted it was really really good because the place that I went the assessment center I went to was pretty much owned by the college at the time I think so they all knew about visual impairments and um, you know students with visual impairment and, and things like that and what they needed and stuff so for me it was quite helpful and actually the assessor recommended things at the assessment that she thought that I would benefit from being at university which I not necessarily thought of in the first place and then and then after Afterwards, after the assessment, we had a report written, and then I had time to like finalize it and make sure that everything was fine before it got properly sent off. Yeah, to me, I would probably definitely recommend people start that process um, as early as possible. If uh, yeah, if they're going to uni, because um, yeah, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. Your usual magnification speech or anything in general you might want, but then there's things to think about like note takers or study support, things you might not know about. So I, yeah, I would definitely recommend as well, like looking into it and talking to people, see what they had, what they found useful, and then you know um, have that conversation with people. Really, I guess. So I guess in my head, you know, you've applied you've applied for your DSA etc etc done that process so now you've landed at uni um and one thing I'm personally a bit interested to know from you guys is um did you guys attend a freshers fair I'm just wondering because uh I didn't have the best experience at freshers fair I basically had to skip it because I didn't find it accessible in the slightest I'm not gonna lie um you know so Emily uh, you said you attended it how was your experience of that you know could you get involved in the freshers fair or you know did you find it difficult as well although I think for if a, if a visually impaired person was there on their own and they were trying to you know do different things or get involved in different things I wouldn't say it would be accessible but I was lucky enough to have um um when I applied for my support worker in lectures I was lucky enough to get support before the studies actually started Mm. Um, so I was able to get support around the fair as well Um, exactly and then the other thing that went in my favour as well that I had some decent flatmates as well so anything that was going on in the fair they would update me and describe to me what was going on whether I wanted to get involved that sort of thing oh that's really good because actually what you mentioned right at the the start of what you were saying um that's basically what I was I was a visually impaired person trying to access it completely on my own and all I could get from it was there's crowds of people you're there and everywhere um stalls everywhere I didn't know where to walk I didn't know who was part of you know societies who was just there as a student I was very confused and I literally walked in walked around and walked straight back out because I was completely disorientated 
And of course, um, yeah, so many, so many crowds of people there and so much stuff going on. It'd be hard then for, for you to ask questions or for anyone to describe things. So yeah, I know what you mean. Rob, did you uh, attend a freshers' fair? Didn't. I attended a few freshers' events, um, mm. <clears throat> but I, I actually foresaw the, the sort of issues that you're talking about, and I just went, it sounds a bit too much like Site Village for me. And so that was <laughs> that was bad enough with groups of people everywhere, different stands here, there, and everywhere. So I thought, I'm, I'm going to sit this one out, chaps. And uh, I stayed at home for that one. Um, but I did, I, I did attend, um, I think it was a freshers' barbecue or something um and again i was lucky to have quite good flatmates um it was a freshers barbecue and uh, it was a field with a burger van and that was it um <clears throat> with just people getting scattered here there and everywhere uh drinking beer and what have you so it was just i mean there wasn't really any any excess you know i i, I walked up with me my flatmates got myself a burger sat down and cracked a can so it was it was pretty straightforward um but I, I just, I didn't see our freshers' fair was quite soon after we got there, um, and I just didn't see how I was going to get anything out of it. I wasn't really interested in getting all the freebies and t-shirts and vouchers and all that sort of thing. So I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll sit this one out. Kyla, did you attend the freshers' fair, or did you attend any fresher events in that case? Or I was allowed to go to university early, like a week before everyone else, um, because student support at the university, they were running a uh, like a head start week for people with disabilities and or mental health conditions. And um, there was stuff that went on during the week. you know for that well not much stuff but there was stuff going on so um but like but like Emily I was able to have a support worker and she went around with me on campus and um I think we did go to like like a freshers fair as well and she also took me to the students union bar because there was like a head start event up there which was really really nice um the only the only downside to it was that was I wasn't allowed to have that support outside campus so any of the freshers events that were going on outside of campus which was a lot of them I couldn't go to so I was I was either at the student bar a lot of the time or I was just in my accommodation. That kind of actually brings me to uh, just a general topic of the social side of uni actually Um, because that is the thing that I struggled with the most um uh the social side and getting to know the students making friends etc uh because i did note that both you rob and you emily mentioned about having great flatmates and that they helped you out you know pretty much straight away um like at the fresh affair etc uh so did you guys find it you know easy to i don't say make friends but you know what i mean it, it is about make friends and getting that social connection at your university it's a tricky one i mean i i i I think, I think blindness does play a part in in that sort of thing. But then there's a part of me that says there's there's a bigger part of you. It's just what type of person are you. There are sighted mm-hmm. people who are going to struggle to make friends straight away or struggle are a bit shy introducing themselves or whatever. I've never had that problem. I've always had a big mouth on me. Um, 
So no comments. Ah, well, steady. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard that my flatmates were in the kitchen, I just waltzed in and, and introduced myself and went from there. The social side of it was a, a plus and a, and a minus, really. Um, I I didn't struggle to socialize. I I did the sort of freshest thing for the first couple of weeks. So I'd be going to nightclubs with my flatmates and so on, um, which was fine. I then sort of discovered that I'm not really into clubbing. Um, <clears throat> I, I love going out for a drink, but I prefer somewhere where I can hear who I'm talking to, etc. So I then started going out on my own, um, which which was absolutely fine. I had friends in the area, so I met up with them as well. Um, but it was it was a bit tricky. I was quite far from the city centre where I was, and so it, it it meant a taxi there and back. Um, I I couldn't access any mobility. Well, that's what I was going to say. Just on on sort of uh, help and stuff. I was given what they called a buddy who was a third year student and with no training, um, they just said, right, well, they've said that uh, I've got you for X amount of hours. What do you want to do? So, but there was, he had, you know, he was a lovely chap, absolutely great chap, but no training and, you know, not qualified to, to really be a specialist um, sort of mobility assistant or anything. So he sort of walked around the campus with me, showed me where the, the SU was and the bar and all that. But then there was no follow-up because he only had me for a certain amount of time and it was just an absolute nightmare. There was no mobility because my um, my digs were, as I say, quite far from the actual university. There was no there was no orientation. There was no nothing. I turned up. They gave me a key. They showed me where the flat was. That was it. That is the extent of the sort of um, contact I ever had with any staff. I was then just left to to fend for myself and and perhaps we can talk about it a bit later, but which also um, relates to social stuff. But that that was the massive problem eventually. Rob, so you're saying he didn't, or this person didn't have, um, I'm assuming didn't know how to guide or anything like that either then, since you said he wasn't trained? <clears throat> he was a buddy. And, and I, I suppose it depends what they thought a buddy was meant to be. Mm. If, if it was meant to be an older student who was just going to show you the ropes and sort of, make you feel at ease then that's fine but that wasn't what I was after when I was given a buddy I was given a buddy because I asked can I get some orientation around university um and that was the reason they gave me one I didn't need a buddy for you know socializing or any of that thing Mm. I wanted I wanted mobility lessons I wanted to know how to get around my university how to walk from my digs to the university and they they just weren't quite they were just third year students which is great for a pal or for a chat but you know when you need specialist mobility officers or, or teachers who know how to point out landmarks how to point out you know things that are going to make it easier for you to walk from a to b then he was he was not the chap that i needed through the college that me and kylie were at um i know for me i actually got to go overnight at the university to stay overnight and we got to you know Mia and my one-to-one person we got to walk around the uni a little bit so before going there officially I had a bit of an idea of the main bit of the campus I got an idea of where my local shop was where the bus stop was um admittedly it took me till 
um, my second year to find out where my local Tesco's was, but we won't go into that. Um, but campus-wise, that's something I liked because I guess if I was in your situation, Rob, if I'd just been plonked there and left to find myself, as you say, um, I would have stressed out to no end, not knowing where my lectures was or where or seminars or anything like that. Um, do, you know, do, is that something you liked as well, Kyla? Well, obviously you'd like it, but um, you know, did you appreciate that you got to go beforehand and look around? And definitely, um, yeah. My my mobility officer went with me, you know, from the college, and we we stayed overnight. Um, and quite quite nice. Like, um, I got to sleep in the room that I was applying, you know, because I was applying for accommodation to live on campus and that the room I stayed in was the room that I ended up being in for three years you know oh wow that's excellent I knew everything and um my mobility officer she put all the tactile um um tack-ons whatever they're called on on the microwave and the the stove and and things like that but yeah I, I had you know she showed me around the campus I even had a showing around town and where my local Sainsbury's was so actually when I did go to university um I, I pretty much remembered where everything was so at least I didn't have to stress about that side of things. That concludes part one of our university discussion and please don't hesitate to get in touch by emailing podsquad at ucamproductions.org or you could wait and listen to part two first which will be released in a couple of days. We hope you're all keeping safe and well out there, and we'll see you very soon.